just a quick heads up before this episode starts. Sorry if the audio is a little bit bad. I've tried. I've been so busy this whole time, and my mic's not working. <sighs> what a bummer. Anyway, hopefully I'll try and get it fixed soon. But for now, enjoy the enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the Outside podcast. It's been a while. Whew. It's been, I think, about a month since I've done a re- an episode. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yes, uh, nearly, a, yeah, nearly over a month. Uh, I'm sorry about that, by the way. I've just, I'm never, I'm not at the time. I, I, I just can't. I think nowadays, you know, I'm a little bit older now. You know, I've got a lot more responsibility and a lot more stuff to do. I, it's gonna be a lot harder for me to just, um find a time to record i will obviously try to record as much as i can um it's just i'll yeah um i'm just sort of uh short for time so i yeah I, i'm sorry about that um hope, hopefully we'll take another non- month but um we have got a bit of news we've got a lot of stuff um that has happened over the last month uh two in this last well, i think since the last time I made an episode, there have been two Grand Prix. We'll come back come, come back from a summer break. Ben Stokes has reversed his ODI retirement. Um What else? Um Southgate picked Maguire again. We've seen some great games in the county championship. See, the Asia Cup has started. Um I forgot about that. So yeah, there's a lot of things have been a lot of uh, World Cup squads have been announced. So uh what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through um all the World Cup squads that have been announced so far, um which have been uh, Australia, England, India, Netherlands, New Zealand and South Africa. Give me uh give you guys my thoughts and I'll go through the England one in a lot more depth actually because I wanna talk about that because I'm I, honestly I've not been very happy with it. I'm not gonna lie. I d I don't really like the squad. Um but who knows they might change it. Um so speaking of that Let's start with the England squad first, and then we'll go to the other ones. So I'm going to read out the squad now. Josh Butler, Mo Nally, Gus Atkinson, uh, which I'm happy about. Johnny Burster, Sam Curran, Liam Livingston, David Mil- uh, Milan, um, Adil Rashid, Joe Root, Jason Roy, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley, David Willey, Mark Wood, and Chris Wokes. Um, so what is it? It's a 15-man squad? 6, 7, 8, 9, 12, 16, I think it is. Is it 16? I think it's 16. Wait, let me count again. 6. 9. No, it's 15. It's 15. It's 15. Um, so, that I think there are flaws, but I think it's good to have Ben Stokes back. Um, the one thing I'm concerned about is people's... Oh, yeah, we got Ben Stokes back in the squad. He'll be great in the, he'll be in the World Cup. Happy days. I don't think it's happy days. I, I, I'm not going to... I hate to be the... I hate to be the party people and I, I hate to ruin the party, but it's not happy days. Ben Stokes, okay, let me read let me read the article from the BBC. Ben Stokes is coming back as a specialist batsman. He's not coming back as a bowler. He's not coming back as an all-rounder. He's coming as a specialist batsman. That's the key word. Key word being specialist. Okay? He is also, he has he said, oh, he, I have a very good plan for an injury. By a very good plan. He means he will play in the World Cup and then he'll use the time between the World Cup 
and a test in India in January to address the knee issue. Okay, let's do let's do let's do a little bit of maths here. So, World okay World Cup final, uh, twenty twenty three date. Cricket. Okay, let's see. What is the Cricket World Cup final, uh, date? How do I find this out? Uh, see you there. We'll begin on okay, October fifth. So it starts October fifth. It ends on Sunday, November nineteenth. Rem- remember November nineteenth. Then we go back to here. Um, what day do the India test start? Aha, twenty fifth of January. So that is, uh, the four- the whole of December. Okay, he's technically got two months. Right. What is the actual knee issue? I would, wait, for those who don't know, uh, knee issue, it is, what is the diagnosis, I need to find the diagnosis, uh, sometimes I don't really hear people, a chronic, uh, chron- uh, a chronic tendonitis, okay, so, how long does a chronic tendonitis, um, heal after surgery after surgery because he's taking surgery see here look according to the nhs this is a reliable source the repaired tendon will usually be back to full strength after about 12 weeks but he can take up to six months to regain full range of movement if you actually do the research there is no reason as to why he gets injured in the first test in india I I I hate to be negative. I'm sorry, but I I can't see this working out. I really can't see this working out. He's gonna play against New Zealand. One, two, three, four, five, six. On top of the actual surgery, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine games. He's playing nine World Cup games. And if England get to the final, he'll play another two. What I don't get what the point is of rushing him back. Josh Butler has rushed him back. Stokes said, yeah, I'm, f- I'm fine. I'll adjust the schedule. And he said, okay, I I lied. I, I just want to get the media off my shoulders. Buddy, we're also, we're, the, we're, you need to get the media off your shoulders because you might not be able to bowl again. That's the problem with all of this. Have you seen how good Ben Stokes has been in clutch moments? Not only with the bat, but with the ball. That is the key thing for us. Yes, he was, he was great today. Brilliant today. Got 182. But he's struggling, guys. He's really struggling. He is... It's like... Um, how do I put this? It's like you're volunteering to do an... Uh, like a... Who can cut the most... Like... Like, that's apples in half contest. But you've got a plastic knife. <laughs> like... You you volunteer to have a plastic knife. That, that that's basically what this is. I I can't see this happening. I'm sorry. It's just I I don't see how Ben Stokes can come back to who he was. Just honestly, two or three years ago, or maybe not even two, one or two years ago, who he was one or two years ago as a as a player. Um, but if he's confident, I'm confident. Let's see how he goes. I'm I don't feel. Um, that he, I, I don't feel, comf- I don't, obviously, 
he'll be on the pitch. He said he'll be on the pitch even if even if he's injured. But let's see. Um, the rest of the squad speaking, I'm a bit surprised Jason Roy isn't there. Not uh, to be honest. Um, what I would have liked to see them do is use. I think I think a lot of people said this. I've seen a lot of people say this um, in the Q and A for my podcast. Use the one day cup. They have the one day cup for a reason, and they're not using it. Like for example, the performers this year in the one day cup have like they've there's been some pretty decent performance. Alex Lees has done well. I know he's a bit um slightly older than they would like. But he's done well. I think I've been very um happy with Joey Everson as a Ken fan. I think he's done very well. Uh, ben Folks has been good. Mieye has been good. Bohannon has been good. Tom Prest has been very nice. I think Jacob Bethel could have been a good um option. Just to try just to try. Like in the Island series, look at the players they picked in the Island series as well. Uh how do we go? He where, where was it? I think it was this one. Uh see here. Crawley is captain. I'm so happy with that. I love that. Uh Rehan Ahmed. Rehan Ahmed, sorry. Um Harry Brook, Cars. Duckett, Sam Hain, Jax, Overton, Potts, Salt, Scrimshaw, Smith, Luke Wood. These are players who have been, you know, county talents. You know, they, they, they've got media attention. I would have loved to have seen Tom Press, Jacob Bethel. Players who had not really been, you know, not stood out in terms of, like, they're not, they're not stood out because they're, no one's been really watching the one they got, let's be honest. But they're doing well. They're doing well in um in county cricket. That should be recognised. Um, so let's go back. To, let's see the rest of the squads. Australia have left out Manch Stabashane, which is surprising. Uh, Pat Cummings, Sean Abbott, Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Hazelwood, Travis Head, Inglis, uh, Mitchell Marsh, uh, Maxwell, Smith, Stark, Stoinis, Warner, Sampa. Your usual casualties. This will probably, I think this will probably be the last era, like the last dance for most of these players. I, I don't see Agar. I think this is Agar's last World Cup. This is Hazelwood's last World Cup. Marsh's last World Cup. Maxwell's last World Cup. Smith's, definitely Smith's last World Cup. Uh, probably Stark's last World Cup. Uh, Stoinis's last World Cup. And Warner's last World Cup. So a lot of these players will be gone. I do think Australia still have some pretty good players on the sidelines. They're not playing. So it shouldn't really be a problem. Uh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka not announced. Uh, it, wait, have any, yes, India has been announced. Right, all my Indian viewers, listen up. Rohit Sharma, Rohit Sharma cap, uh, captain. Hardik Pandya, vice-captain. Shubman Gill, Kohli, Shreyas Aya, Kail Rahul, Jadeja, Thakur, Bumra, Shadaj, Kuldeep Yadav, Shami, Aksa Patel, Kishan and Yadav and uh, Sky. Hey, if I'm being super critical, I'd be taking out. Um, maybe I'd be taking out Aksa, only the only person I'd be taking out is Aksa Patel, and then I'd maybe put in a. Oh, I mean, who else? I mean, actually, who would you put in? Uh, let's see. Right, I'm gonna go by the IPL averages here. Um. I'd maybe put in a Rinku Singh, an extra batter. They probably only need one. But if you need an extra bowler, I'd probably go with uh, Mohit Sharma, Umran Malik. Those sort of options. The, the, the problem with India is they have 
too many options. Like, any of those, any of the players they pick are going to be pretty good. Like, the players that are not playing might be better than some of the squads announced. Um, Netherlands, um, I, honestly, I'll be honest, I don't know much about the Netherlands players. Uh, Ackerman's in there. Vandenberver. Oh, Vandenberver. I'm so excited to see him at the World Cup. I think he's going to do so well. Um, I, I love watching him play. Um, New Zealand. Kane Williamson's in the squad, surprisingly. I would assume he's not going to play the first few games. Trent Bolt's in the squad. Chapman, Conway, Ferguson, Henry. It's actually pretty similar to the squad they're bringing to England for the one for the uh, one days. Tom Latham, yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, this is the same squad. It's the exact same squad um, as the for the England ODIs. Uh, South Africa. Okay, this is the this is the last one that's been announced so far. Bavuma. Uh, Cozy. I think he did very well in the One Day Cup, so that's go- uh, good to see. I think he played in the One Day Cup. Quinton de Kock, uh, Risa Hendricks, Janssen, Klaassen, Magala, uh, Maharaj, Aidan Markram, Miller, Ngidi, Nokia, uh, Rabada, Shamsi, and Van der Dusen. Um, I think South Africa could be actual dark horses. I don't think New Zealand are dark horses anymore because I think everyone expects them to do. Well, on the big stage, uh, I think the big three will make. I, I'll make a, obviously a predictions video later, but I think the big three is in England, Indian, and uh, in and Australia. I think two of the three will definitely t- two of the three will make it into the semi-finals. Uh, you'll see my prediction video predictions episode later. Um, who I expect to win the tournament? Right, as I said, we've missed. Uh, two races, two Grand Prix, um, in the time I've been, uh, out, uh, let's say, um, in, in, well, we've not actually missed two Grand Prix, we've said, we've seen some, um, other things happen, we've seen, uh, both the Mercedes drivers have signed, con- uh, new contracts, um, Ferrari did very well, uh, we had Monza, I think the two we've had the two best uh, races this season. I'd say uh, Monza and Zandvoort. Uh, I'll explain why in a second. But first off, uh, I don't know if you, any of you have heard, but there's been this sort of thing about uh, Helmut Marco has been um, talking to Sergio Perez, and he's said, "Oh, he's doing terribly because he's South American." I I don't get I don't get why people are just. Obviously, it's the wrong thing to say, right? But you don't need to, like, put all your attention into that. I think it's probably because F1's different to other sports, as it's, it's a lot harder to get news and stories, because it, it, there's only news and stories once every week, maybe even two weeks. So, I'd, I'd, I think he's been thro- I mean, obviously, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't like Helmut Marko. I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people do. Um, I, he is... I. Let's be real. They are basing that team around Verstappen. I do feel bad for Checo because not a lot of his... Uh, in bad. Yeah, he's had bad form this season. But he's still been... People are just focusing on that. Even though he's been the, the only driver to really sort of challenge Verstappen. So that's, re- that's really sad for me. Um, he said, uh, We know that he has problems in qualifying. He has fluctuations in form. He is South American and he's not just a completely focused in the head. 
as Max Verstappen is or Sebastian Vettel. Um, funny enough, he said it was South American, but Mexico is actually in North America. Helmut obviously didn't do very well in geography, did he? Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, you know, he, he, oh yeah, it is true. He's not, he doesn't have the same mindset as Verstappen or Vettel. But yeah, Verstappen's been getting preferential treatment. Every time that Checo has been ahead, it's not his fault that they told him to move out of the way for Max Verstappen. And also, South America has produced some pretty good drivers. Man- Manuel Fangio is a 5-10 winner. Emerson Fittipaldi, Nelson Piquet, and of course, Essen Senna. So, yeah, I, I just, I really don't like when this sort of stuff happens. It's just something, I, stuff I don't really want to get involved in. Um, so, yeah, Max Verstappen's broken another record. He's won 10, 10 wins. I really think that it's, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not, you can't really say it's the car. It's insane how he's managed to win every single race since Miami, and he's not, like, had one drop in form for a weekend, and people are actually playing an example. You know you're doing well when people are relying on some imaginary Monza curse to strike you, and then you will um, DNF from the race. I, I think that's when you know you're doing pretty well. And f- funny enough, Max didn't actually do that well at Monza. I mean... He obviously won the race by a mile. He won by like six seconds. He had an issue at the end. Because, um, you know what's actually kind of funny? I've seen some conspiracy theories about this on the internet. Yuki, at the start of the race, before he even started, Yuki Tsunoda broke, um, stopped on the side of the track. I think it was some sort of engine issue. They had to do the forma- formation lap again. So that means the uh, race distance went from 56 laps to 54 laps. So like, they lost two laps. However... On the last two laps, I'm not sure if any people noticed, Verstappen's um, had an issue on his car, and his gap, the gap to Perez decreased rapidly. So if there was two more laps, then um, Perez would have a really good chance of passing him for the lead, which would have been, a, which would have been pretty funny. Um, maybe Perez would have to like push him over the line or something like that before um, the two Ferraris came charging. But I think, you know, what was great to see is that the DRS didn't really help him when he had DRS behind Carlos Sainz, who got pulled. Great for him, actually. It was um, well-deserved. Um, he kept pressuring Carlos because whenever he got down the straight, he had so much DRS. He had a, a massive gap in the rear wing and a much bigger pace advantage. Um, so that kind of helped him. And then, Carl, obviously, after 14 laps, Carlos gave in. Um, so looking ahead now, um, it, I, if... if None of you heard. Danny Ricardo is also out of the Singapore Grand Prix. He'll miss the Singapore Grand Prix um, in, yeah, nine to two weeks. I mean, a couple days' time. Uh, Liam Lawson's been doing a pretty good job um, standing in for him. But this was Ricardo's chance. His, his chance has been robbed. He's not getting the Red Bull seat now. There's, there, there is nothing he can really do now to get that Red Bull seat. Unless he does insanely well testing for the car next year. And then Checo just runs down his contract and they don't they don't give the seat to Snowder or Lawson. Um Yeah, I I, I think Ricardo's career is done. If he comes back for Vegas, I'll be happy. Because he wants to come back for Vegas. It's it's written in the stars. Daniel Ricardo has said he wants to race in Vegas. He said he he said he was gonna retire when it was actually announced 
if I, if I don't know how you heard the clip, he said, I was going to retire, now I'm not, I think was what he said. And then he got he got booted away from McLaren um, in the season that the, Ve- um, that the Vegas race was in for 2023. Then he got brought in for Nick DeVries, and now he could actually race in Vegas. Now he's, um, or he should be back by Qatar um, with uh, proper recovery. The late, uh, the latest will be Qatar, but he could be in for the um, Japanese Grand Prix um, next week at, at the time of recording, obviously. But yeah, I feel bad for Danny Rink. He really deserved this chance to really um, shine. Lawson was doing super well in um, uh, Super Formulas, so even if Ricardo didn't get the seat at AlphaTauri for next season, Lawson would have been an automatic pick. So yeah, I mean, they're both doing well. Uh, whoever gets the seat is probably deserved. Uh, even if it, I mean, it depends if Checo stays or not. Let's see. Um, let's see, okay. In terms of previewing the Singapore Grand Prix, I think it's pretty obvious. Max Verstappen will win. Um, I don't think we really need to talk about um, ifs, ifs or buts. It's pretty obvious he will, de- he will definitely win. Um, the problem is for, I think... Um, well, obviously, me live in the US. They're all the races are so early. So like all these Asia races, pretty much every single race is at eight a.m. So you have to wake up at seven or seven o'clock on a Sunday. Qualifying's a little bit later. They've changed the uh, layout actually. Sector three. It's just a longer straight. It'll increase overtaking, which is great. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I I I like Singapore because it's such a high demand. It's so hot inside the car. And it's such a high demand for the drivers. So anyone could uh, make a mistake or, or screw up. So it's great. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm going to leave it off for today's podcast. Thank you so much uh, for listening. So obviously, I, as I said before, I'm sorry if the audio was a little bit bad. Um, and I will see you for the next one. Goodbye.